This is CliffCentral.com. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. CliffCentral.com. Welcome back to the good stuff. Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brendan DeCue. The good things guy. It's Tuesday. Um, I get to hang out in studio with you guys, bring you all sorts of good news. We're not going to be focusing on anything that's happening in mainstream media because that's not what we do here. We're here to hang out with, uh, Kerry and myself. Kerry, I'm going to put your mic on. Morning. Is that your mic? Um, I'm not sure. Let me see. Are you with us? Hello, hello. Testing, testing. One, two, three. I think it's you me. are. Um, so a little bit, I mean, I wasn't here last week. No, you weren't. How was your week? It was good. What did you get up to? Uh, it was a little bit busy, and um, this this flu that's going around is just not happy. Eh? I have some sort of flu. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know because I I caught it when I was coming back from Istanbul. Yes, Istanbul. Istanbul. Um, so I've, I'm calling it aeroplane an aeroplane cold because I don't want to be I don't want to be saying that I have the flu. Mm. When a man has the flu, it's uh, man flu. It's bad. Yes. Uh, some say it's worse than giving birth. Um, <sighs> They do. Have you never seen that online? Oh, so terrible. For reals. I know. For reals. So, um, I, I'm going to say that I have an aeroplane cold. Okay. But I'm getting over it anyway. And that is actually a thing. Is it really? It is. Yeah. I, I sort of got a little bit sick when I got back. Yeah. When I got back. Uh, I must tell you, Istanbul, Turkey was unbelievable. Unbelievable. What are you doing? Could you not hear yourself? No. Can you hear yourself now? No. I don't even know what's going on here. <laughs> you carry on. Okay. You tell us about um, your trip. No, man. So I got to spend a week in uh, in Turkey. I got to go to two different places, uh, Cappadocia and Istanbul. And um, just got to see the sights and the, the flippin' amazingness of a different country. And uh, I'd never had Turkey on one of my list of places that I wanted to go to before. It wasn't like up there with, I should go to Turkey. But, man, am I impressed that I did. I'm so, I'm so honored and thankful that I was able to go. A lot of people before the trip, they were all going, ah, it's a little bit scary. Um, you should be afraid of whatever I've seen on the news. And like Syria is right there. And there were all of those things. And here's the reality. It was pretty much the best holiday that I've ever been on. For reals. Would you go back? I cannot wait to go back. But you would obviously put a little bit more into it and stay there longer. And I would love. Things. So there's, there's two words that I've learned uh, in, in 2017 about travel. Two big words that need to be screamed from the top of, of everywhere. It's uh, slow travel. From the hot air balloons in Turkey. Slow travel? Yes. Must be slow travel. Yes. You need to wake up in the morning and be like, what am I going to do today? Mm-hmm. What should I do? Can I ask you a question? Yes. Have you fixed your ears? I think so. So if you, I mean, you can't see what's going on in studio, but Kerry's literally changed seats. She's changed <laughs> seats four times. She's untangled a bunch of headphones. She's uh, tangled pl- up in some more. She's, she's <laughs> unplugged some and plugged in others, oh and it's goodness. just a little bit ridiculous what's going on right now here. But I did it so gracefully. I'm fixing my hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's <laughs> slow travel. So that's the first thing is you need to wake up in the morning and be like, what am I going to do today? Uh, and then just go do it and, and not have plans for tomorrow and sort of be in a place for quite some time to really experience it. Mm. Actually, three things. Yes. Three things. The second thing is solo travel. Solo by yourself. By yourself. So it's cool going. In I'd a, love to do that. It's cool going in a group. It's pretty rad to sort of be in a group and 
talking and having a good time and all of those good things. You, you know, there's always someone to hang with. But when you solo travel, you have to put yourself out there mm. and you get to meet people. And you get to do things that the locals do. And you like just, it's a different experience, yes. right? So that, that's the second thing. And the third thing that I would say um, is lean in. Okay, explain. Always lean in. Go a little bit further. Yes. Walk a little bit further. Ask questions. Lean in. Be active in your own experience. Whether it is here in South Africa that you are doing your day-to-day grind, or if you are overseas traveling, like I'm, I'm putting it towards the traveling, and that's where I'm sort of basing it, is mm-hmm. lean in. Lean into whatever you are doing. Give it your Become all. Become part of the community. Be in the moment. Be in the moment. Be now. This is all you have is right now. Lean in. That is incredible. That wasn't me. That was my mate Danny. No, but still. Danny Danny went on a solo travel to uh, Portugal. I'd love to. And a couple of other places that she went to. And and she, I, I met with her and we just chatted and she was like, lean in. You got to lean in. You got to, you got to give it your all. No, you really do though. And I suppose it's, I mean, even here, if you don't have an opportunity to go overseas and to travel the world or travel foreign countries, do that here. No, completely. Absolutely, one million percent. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. So, um, this is the good stuff. <laughs> if you've just tuned in, we sort of waffled a little bit. I'm here to remind you, Kerry and myself are here to remind you that there's so many good things happening in the world right now and South Africa. A lot of people get sucked into what's going on in the mainstream media and they forget that there are so many amazing things happening right now in our own country. So inspired, so proudly South African. So much of good news. The show is still proudly brought to you by Play Your Part, an initiative by Brand South Africa. They are our friends and we love them. Yeah. Yes, we do. So Kerry and I today uh, get the opportunity to tap to chat to Mungani Chinkanda. Chinkanda. Mm. I must probably butcher his surname so bad. He's gonna come into the studio and knock me over the head. Mungani Chinkanda is the director for a newly merged uh, below the line agency called Elevator. But what's quite interesting and the reason why I want him to come on the show is because every single Friday, even though he's the CEO, he uh, he climbs on a taxi and, and does public transport commuting to work. Humble, like everybody else. But I, I want to know why. I want to know what, what, like, I want to understand why. So we're going to talk to him about that and why it matters. And then a little bit later on, Jerry and the Bandits, a local Joburg band that are making huge waves. We've got Jerry here. I hope his name's Jerry. He says, yes, it is. Um, Jerry and the Bandits, I, I tend to to do something which I'm not going to be able to do now that I'm on this new diet nutrition thing, right? <laughs> Sunday fun day is a thing in my life. Yes, I know. Sunday fun day. So generally, uh, you know, you go out and, and we land up at places where there's live music because it's always better to have a bit of live music. Definitely. And you never ever want the weekend to end. You sort of no. hold on with everything you have. And um, and I met Jerry and the Bandits there. I think her name's Kristen. And that's just a great. I'm on a ball today. So I met her. She's, and I'm going to say this wrong as well. She's the saxophonist. 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 Yes, saxophonist. I thought I was on a roll and then I tripped and I fell. Um, and she's part of Jerry and the Bandits and they're a really cool band. Um, I was listening to them and I was like, flip man, I want you guys on my show. We need to chat a little bit. I want to know what you're doing, where you're from, because uh, I'd never heard of them. And then all of a sudden, it was like they were everywhere. Ta-da! Like all magicians, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to be, he's going to be in the show a little bit later. Everybody else has to work. They also need to make money. 
music in South Africa doesn't pay you billions and millions. So listen up yes. and get inspired. If you guys want to get uh, involved with the conversation, you want to tweet us at cliffcentral.com or myself, Brent Linda Q, um, or Kerry Stain, Stein, Stain. Uh, that's not her Twitter handle. That would be so bad. Kerry Stain. Um, or you can send, up a, send us a message. What's the WhatsApp number? Zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. Or even phone us. We love yes. listening to you speak on the Tilly box. Oh eight six one triple five one eight one eight nine is the number that you need to call. Is what we're saying. So, um, flip man. I'm going to take my earphones off so that I can just look normal because I'm going to be putting this in a vlog. Kerry, you know that I vlog now, right? Uh, really? Of course I know. It's been Your four, vlogs it's, are amazing. No, don't say that. They You're gonna really make me go are. rich. You're gonna make me go rich. So this discussion. It's been it's been four weeks of uh, of vlogging. It has been four. Yeah, it's been four. And and in those in those four weeks, I got to go to India, which was pretty cool. How how amazing! Just go back. Okay. On the four, you've done India. Did India? I did Joburg. Yeah. Then I did a life in the day of Brent. And then Turkey. And then Turkey. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are the chances? What are the chances? Um, and, and I just want to say that today's vlog is going to be a little bit different. So, um, what do we say? Welcome to the Good Stuff Show. Uh, this is like a, this is like a rant, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to be ranting a little bit. Yes. Um, the CEO sleep out. Yeah. Well, as it's called this year, the CEO sleep out. They've launched it. Mm-hmm. It's live. It's, um, it's pretty much, all over the press and all over social media. Mm. And for the third year in a row, South Africans on social media are bashing the initiative into the ground. Huge. I, I've decided to be a brand ambassador for the second year in a row now because I believe in the initiative. And let me tell you, for a charity event, a charity initiative organization to raise 36 million rand, in one night. It is kind of one night, but it I mean, it's over a two-year period. It's over yeah, a two-year yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. 36 million rand that they've given over, 36 million rand that they've handed over to charities is huge. It's massive, right? Last year, everybody, I mean, we can, we can do, who's that guy in America that does the mean tweets? We could do mean tweets. We could mm. pull them up. Mm. We could be talking about what other people are talking about and sort yeah. of bring it up. But here's what I've realized above everything else. Is that everybody, majority, most, I don't want to say everybody, it's a bad word, majority of the people that are bashing the event know nothing about it. And have never been. Well, they've got no clue. Nothing. They've got no clue. So let's let's debunk the myths. Let's start there. The first one, we're going to call it poverty porn, because that's the hashtag that everybody's throwing around. And they're saying that the CEOs are sleeping out like homeless, to emulate homeless, and to mock them. Definitely not. Well, well, here's the reality. The CEO Sleepout was started by a CEO in Australia, mm-hmm. and his whole concept for the CEO Sleepout was um, he got sick of going to gala dinners because this is what rich people do. Yes. Rich people go to gala dinners, and they hand over their money, and no one, no one cares. No one speaks about it in the news. No one uh, slates them on Twitter. They, they eat lovely roast beef, and they drink expensive wine, and they hand o- over money that would then go to charities. Yes. But he's got two kids, and his kids were going for sleepovers at their schools, like we used to do when we were yeah, kids, sleep right? Sleepouts on the 
field. Sleep outs on the field mm. or in their hall. And he was like, you know what? Even though I'm an adult, I'm like a kid at heart. Mm. Why can't we do the same? Exactly. As adults, why can't we have a really cool sleep out and we hand over money because it's a sleep out? Mm. And he did it in Australia and it works and it was amazing. That concept moved all around the world. So they've got different CEO sleep outs that happen all around the world. Yeah. Ali Gregg is a woman beautiful female uh, entrepreneur philanthropist who decided to bring this to South Africa, mm. decided to bring the CEO sleep out to South Africa. In the three years that she has run it from South Africa by a woman for South Africa, yes. the only country in the world to lambaste it and bash it constantly online is South African. It's South Africans, South, South Africa, South Africans are bashing the initiative. Whereas the rest of the world embrace it with open arms. Mm. But here's the nugget. Mm. South Africa raised the most amount of money out of all the umbrella CEO sleepouts around the world. The most money out of all the initiatives. That has to stand for something. The second part that I'm going to get into now is that people believe that CEOs are, are doing this to try and make their names better or doing this and they should be giving the money elsewhere. You do know that companies already have their CSI projects in place. They're already giving money to different organizations on a yearly basis. It's part of the corporate plan, the strategy yes. for a company. What they're doing at the CEO sleep out, they are doing out of their own will. Over and above Over and above. they're already doing. Over and above. Yeah. So let's get to the third point. It's, it's this year. It's called the CEO sleep out. Okay. So, um, it's a pun. It's, it's used to explain female empowerment within the CEO side, within, within business. Yeah. If they had have called it something else to do with female CEO, it would have still got lambasted and it would have still been bashed online because that's the, the nature of what it is in South Africa. What it is highlighting. It's focuses on women. Mm. So it's focusing on women in the workplace. Did you know that last year the Forbes Forbes it's Forbes 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 500 list of top entrepreneur CEOs globally dropped to have 4%, 4% were women. It's a global problem and something like this is highlighting uh, a cause that we could all speak about, that we can create conversations around. The people that are sleeping over at the CEO sleep out this year are, are going to be women and they don't need to be CEOs. They need to be organizations that are looking within themselves going, damn, we don't have enough women in management. We need to think about that. That needs to become part of our strategy, but let's send females to go be part of the CEO sleep out. Exactly. The last point I want to raise. And it's, this is maybe the most important one out of all of this. Ali Gregg is one person that is doing this because she believes in giving back to charity. Social media and slacktivists that don't give back to charity, or maybe they do, I don't know. I don't know who you are personally, but I've seen what you've said online. If you cause Ali Gregg to not put this into place next year, the only person that lose out, the only people that lose out is the people that need it most. If another 35 million rand doesn't go to charity, there's a whole bunch of homeless, poor, underprivileged, and in this case, this year, it's babies from the door of hope that will not get that money. And then it's on you. It's on you as South Africans for not getting involved, for not giving back, and for not helping. So yes, you can have your own opinions, but I believe it needs to be informed opinions. You need to know what you're speaking about. And please... Tell me what you feel. Uh, give me feedback. Let me know. Send me tweets in the comments. Um, 
I'm willing to talk, but I just feel that if a charity is doing something amazing and if they are changing the world and if they're giving back money, why are we not helping them? Exactly. Sorry, that was a big rant. No, it's really okay. You're actually making me a little bit emotional. No, I didn't mean to. No, 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 not at all. Because, I mean, I'm very passionate about it. And we experienced it last year. I have never in my entire life been to a charity organization like that. In no way do we patronize homeless people in any way, shape or form. And when I see a homeless person now, I don't only empathize, I actually sympathize because well, I, can, I, I have experienced it. I can read you what I what I had wrote Please. last year. After the CEO sleep out the next morning, uh, I hadn't slept the whole night. None of us did. None of us did because we were all sitting talking to different CEOs and the matriculants and the underprivileged kids that were brought there to connect with different CEOs. And it was CEOs. freezing. And this, this is what I wrote. It's quite long, so get ready. I'm ready. Ready. I didn't sleep last night. Instead, I spent every waking moment speaking to CEOs, students, and the homeless of Johannesburg about how we as a nation work together to try alleviate poverty. The event has had a lot of backlash online, and I get that everyone has an opinion, but you cannot take away the fact that this initiative has raised over 30, well, it was 35, 35 million rand, and it created conversations that might never have happened. The CEO sleepout was created 10 years ago in Australia because Bernard Fahan was sick of going to gala dinners to hand over money for charity. He wanted to do something different, like how his kids were doing sleepouts to raise funds at their schools. I sat with Bernard on the bridge that night. His concept has been executed globally in many countries raising millions for people around the world. He found it very odd that South Africans choose to criticize the event when it is doing something good for someone else. So do I, actually. The South African version has raised more money in one night than any other fundraiser on the African continent for a second year in a row now. What happened last night was CEOs giving back on top of the work that their organizations already do. Companies already have their CSI programs in place. Those initiatives happen quietly throughout the year without sleeping on bridges. The conversations we had were real. And many, if not all the participants, will align their company's CSR strategies to making more sustainable difference for those that need it most. 21% of South Africans don't eat every day. 53% of South Africans have to make a choice between catching a taxi or having lunch every day. That's the real state of our nation, and that's the reason why initiatives like this matter. If the CEOs decide not to partake next year because of all the armchair warriors tearing it apart then the only people that lose are the people that need the help the most. And then I guess we'll all realize that the responsibility didn't lie with the CEOs in the first place. It is every South African's duty to help those in need. And if your actions have deterred a future participant, then you're actually not helping at all. We didn't come up with all the solutions last night. And we didn't get rid of homelessness in our country this this morning. But we did take small steps to getting there. 35 million of them. And that was, that was what I wrote. And that trended that day. Everybody was like, that's cool. Like, I agree with that. And now they come back and they all want to fight Again. with something that's, Again. you know, that I believe in. That I believe in. I believe in it too. Sorry, Kay. No. Um, didn't mean to be a damper. I just believe in it and I'm passionate. And I'd love to have a conversation with someone who is informed and disagrees. Like, okay. that would be cool. If you're informed and you disagree, give us a call. Tweet me. Let's have a discussion. I don't mind at all. Um, Kay, I would like to jump into the good news. Sure. And the reason for that is because that was very heavy. 
<laughs> so um, every week, Carrie and I jump into uh, top five good news stories of the week. We yes. find them, we look for them, we try to discuss them, um, and then we bring them to you so that you can, uh, so that you can also. Listen, I'm trying to find this thing, trying to work the desk. I know. So that you can be speaking about better things than what um, you currently. Well, what people oh, speak yeah. about at dinner tables and all of that junk. Okay, what do we have at number five? Inspiring story of 85 year old South African runner that won, that broke a world record. 85 years old. Deirdre Larkin is an 85 year old woman that started her running career late in life, but recently broke a world record. She's a retired uh, concert pianist, and I actually know she she teaches uh, one of my family members actually. What? And uh, yeah, she teaches full time. Uh, she was born with a missing vertebra and was diagnosed with osteoporosis uh, in 2009 at the age of 77. Refusing to let her body deteriorate, she started distance running at the age of 78. What? I know. What are the chances of that? And she's doing really well. I mean, she's got sponsorships and uh, Mnet and whatever, uh, Mnet and Multichoice. Also, they sent her overseas uh, to Switzerland. She's doing very well. That's incredible. I know. And she- it's about it's about getting up and, and fighting. Fighting for... I don't know, fighting for what you believe in, and that's fighting against your body. She was. People have told you. She was in on carte blanche. Like she's 85 years old. She's breaking world records and she's running. Can you tell me it's not time to get fit? Exactly. That's why I'm doing the whole new fitness thing. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, "Mm -mm, ain't nobody got time for running. Running's for the birds. And then I see this lady and I'm like, well, now I feel bad. Summer, (laughs) summer bodies are built built in in winter. winter. That's what they say. So if that's not an inspiration for you to get, off your ass and Start get onto the running. gym or get into the road or maybe choose the salad over the potato chips. Um, I would say definitely is. We're going to put that story up online. What do we have at number four? 28 builders heroically saved a Johannesburg man from being hijacked in his driveway. A group of 28 builders are going viral for heroically saving a man from being hijacked in his driveway. A post on Facebook about the story has been shared nearly 10,000 times since it was posted. Uh, they were building on a um, the contractor's building site took on criminals attempting to hijack Dino. I also know Dino. <laughs> what? Yeah. He's the cousin of uh, a lady at my hairdresser, actually. What? And um, he, he actually said that if it wasn't for these guys... Um, I think his the, his fate that day would have been a lot uh, a lot different. Um, they tried to hijack his um, they tried to hijack his car, and these these builders literally were throwing their um, their building material at that the the hijackers. No man. No, I'm telling you. <laughs> so um, they were screaming at them to get out here, Tootsie. So uh, the gunmen started opening fire on the builders who refused to run and who, who uh, heroically continued to throw the rocks. And the criminals fled. Oh, wow. I know. Very cool. We're going to put that up online. What do we have at number three? It's coming up. Former Springbok rugby player saved by his biggest fan. Frick Dupree is an 82-year-old former South African rugby, uh, rugby union player who represented Northern Transvaal in the Springboks recently suffered a heart attack but was resuscitated by Trish Armstrong, a Metro police officer and his biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Um... When you're put in a position like that, I mean, he's, I mean, he's not young anymore either. Uh, and she has said he was all, he has always been my hero and motivated me through many of my toughest times in my life. Um, and as soon as Trish realized, 
uh, why Ina wanted to come. Oh, wait, hold on. Ina immediately <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? Um, yeah, so she uh, she was invited to an event to go and meet him. She normally would have, Trish normally would have declined um, because it was a weeknight and she finished gym. So she had no intention whatsoever of going. Yeah, because she didn't have like... Exactly, and okay. she wasn't she wasn't prepared. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, Trish arrived at the venue to a state of confusion in the parking lot and she could hear yelling and screaming but was not sure what was happening. And um, the police officer's instinct kicked in and she made her way to the scene. And uh, obviously... Um, there he was, and uh, she said she will. Um, his breath was something she will never forget, and she resuscitated him. How mad! Um, it was her her hero from when yes. she was a little girl. Yeah. Well, we've got the pictures and more about the story that we're going to put online. What do we have at number two? South African. I mean, South African is going viral for tweeting about his mom after graduating. A South African UCT student is going viral after proudly posting pictures of his mom and himself at his graduation, dedicating the degree to her. So, uh, let's try this name. Lewandile. Do you think I said it right? Yeah, you win. Okay. You Recently win. graduated from the University of Cape Town, earning himself a Bachelor of Business Science, specializing in finance with accounting. He is now currently focused on completing his become honors in taxation. So, he comes from uh, a Western Cape Township. Mm-hmm. Hello, are we doing right? Are we okay? <laughs> are we in trouble? Our producer's here. She's walked in. I think she's coming to wrap us over the knuckles. What did we do? Oh, your levels are low. That's why. You see, so I was like, I'm fiddling with the buttons over there, and I'm like, <laughs> testing, testing. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Oh, we're good. Okay, carry on. Continue. So he dedicated his hard work to his mother in a post on social media, which was captioned, I do this for my mama. The tweet has already been liked and shared over 13,000 times collectively, with many being inspired by him. So it doesn't matter where you come from. Yeah, it's cool, eh? It doesn't matter where you come from, where you live. You need, I mean, your inspiration can be anything. Totally. And since that article we posted it live, um, he's a- actually been given a full bursary for yes, his next I year. Yes, I see so. Through Good Things Guy. Yeah. I All right. That's amazing. Uh, that's what, incredible. What do we have at number one? I'm going in there. I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the You heading. do it. South Africans are knitting thousands of scarves to leave in public places for those in need. I love this. Yeah. I love it, love it, love it. Every year I love it. Thousands of South Africans have taken up the challenge to knit scarves and leave them in public places for those in need. So as we all know, um, Carolyn Stain and 67 Blankets uh, for Mandela. Uh, you know they've been going for, for very many years, and yeah, every man, year, I mean, they're they're a real organisation, and they crochet blankets for underprivileged and homeless and people. I mean, for for anybody anybody that needs a blanket, really. And at this time of the year, at the beginning of winter, they all go undercover and they they come up with this secret, this whole secret mission. They knit scarves, thousands of scarves, and they put little tags on them. And they leave them in the trees and on bridges. They leave them everywhere, everywhere, all over the country. And basically, it is your gift, if you cannot, if, just to keep you warm. It's a gift from them to you for nothing, with love, to keep you warm. It's so incredibly amazing. We're going to put all those stories up online so that you can get involved. You can read them. You can catch up. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. All right. So uh, every <laughs> week we get to uh, – is this – 
we can sort that out offline. Um, every week we get to meet really incredible South Africans that are doing really cool stuff. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes we get to meet businesses as well that are doing cool things in the South African industry. Today I've got Bongani and Mike, um, joint directors. I'm, I'm going to name all terrible names here. You're going to hit me over the head as I bastardize your business. But, uh, you guys are directors for the newly merged below the line agency called Elevator. Let me put your mics on. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Lekker. I'm going to ask you to get really close to the microphone because it's, in- it's internet radio. You've got to be like really intimate with the microphone. Um, can you tell us a little bit maybe, Bongani, I, I knew you were coming. That was on my list. And you sort of gate crashed the party. I thought you guys were giving me a free lunch. There's no food. There's no <laughs> catering. <laughs> I'm going back to Cape Town. Get the producer back in here. We'll sort it out. <laughs> um, so you guys have got this newly formed agency called Elevator. Uh, where did, how did it start? Where, what were you before? Um, well, we were all different things before. That's the cool thing with the merger. Um, it's kind of like a marriage. And uh, I'll let Pongani talk about what he was. Um, we were an agency called Stretch. Uh, we were from the UK, working out there, came back to South Africa. And um, a lot of what we saw in the sort of below-the-line space was quite um, – it was one of two things. It was either very functional, like Granny with purple hair stabbing a piece of cheese with a toothpick, um, or it was um, uh, more creative but not very strategic. So it didn't deliver on anything, no uplift in sales or um, online traction or whatever it was. And we saw an opportunity in South Africa to set up here. Um, we from Cape Town. We love Cape Town, so we very much were focused on setting it up there. The problem is in marketing, 60 percent of the spend is in Josie, so it meant wow, that that's big. It's huge up here. So when we look at Kharteng, we obviously look at from Joburg to Pretoria and everything in between. So even though clients might be based in Cape Town, most of their work's happening. So we were constantly up here. Um, we didn't have a base. The clients didn't take us as seriously as some of the local players up here, um, and we sort of in the middle of last year we started looking at partners of how what we could do could we have strategic partners could we do a merger and we decided to go the merger route um, and look for the like-minded individuals uh, met Bongani through a, a consultant we were working with uh, met our other merger partner Trevor he had his own agency and we said guys this, we've got some magic here you Joburg we Cape Town we're one part of a below the line you're the other part um we were very focused on quite um, premium, high-end work. Bongani had a lot more experience in the mass side of things. So we said, let's sort of get together, get married, put it all together, and let's see how it goes. And uh, that's where we're at today. So that's, that's, that's your story. That's my story. And Bongani, where, where do, what's your background? Uh, my background uh, started off client side. Um, we worked at Unilever, Kraft Foods, BP. Then I started off uh, literally supplying T-shirts to Malawi and Zimbabwe. And then um, started bu- building a below-the-line agency. Um, and then in 2010, SAB came to us and uh, said, no, can we do um, promotions for them? We were actually down at the business center here. Uh, scrambled, uh, got some promoters together. Yeah, when SAB calls, you're like, I'm in it. I'm going to make this work. Exactly. Um, and then we started doing our first campaign. It was calling Black Label. It was December 2010. Remember it very well. And then um, grew from there, got a lot of support from SAB goalie. And then 2012, 2013, 2014, going very well. And then 2015 was a bit of a rough year. I think for the world. It was like a global. Yeah. Um, It was a rough year for the business. And then decided to just give it a break, you know. Um, And then met Mike. And then uh, our initial meeting wasn't great. Um, We... (laughs) 
our visions are very different of what we wanted to do. Yeah. And then there's an opportunity that came that we need to pitch together. And then I think that's when mm-hmm. there's a chemistry there. Um, and then we decided, no, let's, let's set up this thing called Stretch and uh, let it have a mass market um, offering. Um, and then we grew from there and then Trevor came on board and then we formed Elevator. And so uh, Mike and Trevor are the core CEOs. And then I'm the business and strategy director based out of Joburg. So you spoke about differences in, in sort of what you were looking at from a, from a business point of view. But aren't those the best marriages when it's two separate entities coming together with different concepts that you can offer a client something different? Yeah, I think, geez, I mean, I, um, sorry, walked away again. Um, I said, uh, I think that, um, we spoke about that, uh, getting t-shirts made for ourselves saying that, uh, Excuse my French, yeah. Mergers aren't for pussies, basically. Because this is, this is unready. You can I, say what I remember want. that now. I was like, this isn't five of him. Um, and, uh, it's, 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 it's been a hell of a ride. It's, it's a merger. It's like a marriage is a very difficult thing. Compromise, communication. But I, I think the point you're making around opposite attract, that definitely, I mean, if we look at some of the work that's happened, Bongani and I were having a chat a little bit earlier. We're doing some really awesome work on Standard Bank. And the work would never have been possible had we not come together. I don't think Bungani would have gone to that space, and we certainly wouldn't have gone into that space. And we're doing some pretty awesome stuff in uh, – Bungani can talk to you about the campaign um, – in, in Velikazi Street at the moment and other places. But uh, I think that that's, that is the magic of it. And the reason, I guess, behind a rebrand was a new story. One of the problems in advertising is you get pigeonholed into one space. Mm. And the rebrand allowed us to tell a new story um, and build off of the contacts and the networks and the equity we have built up in our own brands. Is this a new thing for, for different smaller agencies, smaller to medium, come together to create a larger agency? Because I'm seeing a lot of it in, mm. in the business mm. world, especially in South Africa. Um, agencies coming together under a new brand, under a new name, and offering more of a, I'm going to say through the line, that's a terrible thing to say, but mm. more of a through the line experience for clients. Yeah, look. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I think it's... You soon realize that you're stronger together than apart. Mm. Um, and especially when it comes to areas of expertise. So, uh, we, you always get pigeonholed, um, especially when you're dealing with the bigger businesses. And the one struggle that I had with my business was to breaking in to be positioned as a below the line agency. I remember one uh, former client of mine, Mate Mike, he's like, oh, you partnered with Bongani. That's a guy we used to just call to put, put promoters together. And I'm like, well, clearly. Yeah, I do way more than that. Exactly. I do way more exactly. than that. And, and then um, from a mass market perspective, Mike would never walked into a room and convinced anybody that they're able to do mass market work. Um, and and the other thing is around transformation. So, I mean, great. Uh, one is a partner in a, in a business and, they've got a, and you've got a black partner and you can tell the story. But so what? I think it's around the transformed work that comes mm-hmm. out of the agency. It's about, um, as Mike was talking about now, there's a, there's a campaign that we're doing um, and it's every first Sunday of the month. We're calling it Blue Sundays with Standard Bank. It's a concept that I don't think at the, we, by former business, would have been executed but not at the scale um, and excellence that um, would it would have been done, but also from a stretch perspective, it's not an area that clients would have been convinced that they're able to execute it. So I think it it it, it brings about that. That's the good part of it. The, the the and then there's the other side of it, which is just working styles. Um, 
visions, ways of working. I think it's that's the dirty stuff. Uh, well, what's very important and what I take out of that is what you said about transformation. Mm. It's great on paper, but if the content is cuck, then what, what's it worth? If you're not delivering good work, mm. then, then why are you even working? Yeah, and I think that one of the things that um, we realized – so just to take a step back and going back to your previous question – one of the reasons agencies come together is because there was a big land grab about three, four years ago where the multinationals came in, the guys who own Ogilvy and the guys who own YNR and JWT, and they basically started buying up all of the independents in South Africa. So what it meant was when they went into a large client like a Coca-Cola, they could offer a whole uh, broad range of services. Now, if you're a little Cape Town agency with 30 people, you're like, um, hi, we can do everything for you. They're like, that's cool. We'll go to one of the multinationals. Now we get to go up against the multinationals. So that was the first part. Then onto the transformation aspect. Um, there's two parts of transformation. There's compliance, which is to say, I have certain ownership. I tick a certain box. I'm at a certain level. And a lot of people stop there and say, well, it's fine. You know, I can breathe a sigh of relief. But when we took it one step further and said, there's also culture. So how do I transform from a cultural perspective where our clients are interacting um, with a transformed team, but also that they're interacting with transformed creative? So going back to the Sandbank example, that is work that couldn't have come out of an agency regardless of their BE rating if they didn't have, um, from a cultural perspective, the insights within the team. That's a long answer to Look, a short I, question. Well, what you've also just said is incredibly important. It's great that the multinationals are here, but if they're not understanding the South African culture, mm. whatever they're implementing is not going to – the KPIs are not going to be reached. Exactly. It's going it's to be a mess. Um, the name, Elevator, where does it come from? Jeez. How oh, <laughs> many names have we got? No, I – I just give up at that point. Um, <laughs> I think we went through, I think, 16 names. And initially it was just about like what names sound cool. And then we got to the point where we then decided to say um, what, what we stand for, what is our purpose. And then we started narrowing it down. So Elevator, we're all about uplifting people and uplifting brands through our ideas and action. So that's when Elevator came uh, to the fore, and that's how we got there. I think, yeah, look, if we went through, I mean, geez, we, we almost settled on astronaut, actually. <laughs> we were like, we were moments away from astronaut, um, but then there was another agency we found with the same name. Um, but I think that um, where we had the name Stretch was a, was a, it did so much. And what was cool was clients would use it so often in a meeting. They go, oh, you're going to stretch your budgets. We're going to stretch the idea when you stretch the campaign as long as possible. So it got used as a verb um, within, a, within a client meeting. So there wasn't, we didn't go, okay, let's develop another one that can be used in a client meeting. But I think we wanted to find something that had meaning to a client. And when you go from one type of marketing and you want to push up into other levels, the whole elevator thing starts to work. And, and you were saying earlier, through the line, below the line, some people argue there is no line anymore. We've done radio, we've done digital, we've done a lot of experiential, but um, the, the, without there being a line, the word elevator, clients can say, cool, you're doing an awesome activation, but how do we elevate in a different space? And now we're getting those same things where clients think we're hearing the pun for the first time, and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> like, no, cool, we, we meant it to be that way. Really, really, really cool. Well, I look forward to see to seeing some of your campaigns. Um, if you've ever got any more good news, if you're doing good news stuff that you want me to talk about, uh, I don't know if you know about Good Things Guy. It's uh, my platform, one of the top 40 media hubs in South Africa. I've got 1.6 million wow. readers a month. Uh, go check it out and send me your stuff because I'm always looking for content. Cool, awesome. great. If, um, if people want to find out more about you guys, where do they go? 
So they go to our website. It's um, www.elevator.co.za. And we've got offices in Cape Town, uh, Johannesburg, and Durban. So if they need to speak to us, I'm sure somebody can quickly rush to the office. So if I can have a quick punt here, just um, in terms of <laughs> some of the stuff that's a bit more exciting. If you go online and you click on the YouTube channel, we've done some pretty crazy stuff. Uh, we've done um, floating vending machines, uh, tweets, activated raining dance floors uh, at, at, um, at the uh, Joburg uh, Day. I'm, ga- I'm going to say this, and I don't want to put a brand out there. Was it yeah. Trop? Trop- I've seen, I've seen the, I've, oh, seen have the you? Video. I've seen the video. It was for Lipton, but obviously we didn't brand it heavily okay, enough. Sorry, I'd, we're we're going to have Lipton all over the next one, like the subliminal stuff. But I no. knew it was for, it was so flippant clever. And I think probably the, the, the sort of Tropicana link or, or Tropica, whatever you call it, is, is going for that whole island summer feel. Uh, but Lipton has been, um, by far, the most um, out there client, and uh, yeah, you'll, you'll find all that stuff online. Heat activated vending. We, we went a bit vending machine mad for a while, um, but then uh, yeah, loads of other cool stuff. We just did a Transformers truck, which was pretty awesome. Very cool. Um, so yeah, some cool stuff online. Check it out. Uh, look at the social pages. You'll see more of what we're doing. We'll put a link to your website on the page where people can pick up the podcast afterwards. Uh, it's been great having you in studio. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. It's lucky to see businesses that are doing good things. Definitely, and coming together. And just collaborating, doing amazing things. Well, here's here's what's it's a celeb- so fresh. It's a celebration because in in the the South African business world, um, in South Africa, we tend to get all these global companies, mm. global mm. campaigns, and global things uh, that have got enough money to push their adverts on top of the NBA, yes. not the NBA, the football, no. yeah. the football halftime. And um, it's really just flipping cool to hear about South African companies that are making waves and doing cool things. There's many of them, I and love I think it. we need to start featuring them. Definitely, That's, we're going to do a business show every now and yes. then. Um, but someone who, I mean, it, it, music is also a business, Jerry. Yes, it is, man. Jerry. 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 You have no idea how many times that happens. I'm actually Every time. I'm actually sure because we think we're the first time. We're like, we're so funny and you're like, you're not. Actually, this happens Every time we're I doing us anyway. okay. <laughs> All right, so you are um, Jerry from Jerry and the Bandits. Yes, I am. Welcome to the good stuff. This Thank show you is much. all about good news happening in South Africa. Yes, uh, I found you at the dance floor uh, at Beer House. You were yes. doing your thing. Um, <laughs> of course, but, you did. <laughs> but you seem to be popping up everywhere now. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. Lately, it's been um, thriving, if I can say that. It just seems like we're getting a lot more shows and a lot more people are talking about us, which is awesome because you can see it. Like uh, on Facebook, especially people just after this morning, we were on um, ETV and we had a bunch of comments come in and say to us like, guys, that was awesome. Thank you so much. You've got a new fan and things like that. So it's crazy. It's really cool. Well, this is the thing, right? You're, you're doing stuff in the music scene. You're out there. And the only way to be out there is to be out there. Um, where, how did you get into music? Yo, it's a long story, man. Um, high school. We got a lot of time. Okay. Well, high school, um, I started just playing around with the guitar. Um, and then as I went on, I got into school productions and things like that, musicals. And, um, I met also our guitarist from doing that. Um, and also our bassist or ex bassist. And then through there, uh, the ex bassist knew Kirsten. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of something that stuck really that I really enjoyed. I never really thought I'd be a musician when I was that age, but hey. You just got into it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I always used to think I was going to be like 
Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even remember what I was going to be, man. Um, and, and gigging and stuff, since you're out there, I mean, it, it must take up a lot of your, your weekend time. Yes. You're sort of out there playing. Yeah, we always joke a lot that we don't have a social life. This is our social life. Like, we don't have any more friends. We're each other's friends, and that's it. Um, yeah, what, what does a weekend consist of? When you, when you get ready, when does your weekend start? Wednesday, Thursday? When Sunday. You, Sunday? And <laughs> uh, no, our weekend starts uh Thursdays we get booked sometimes then but also Wednesdays but usually it's Friday Saturday Sunday um fr- uh, we don't play a lot of night shows um purely because I think our music is a a daytime vibe um but when we do play nighttime shows it's a lot of fun we've played like Arcade Empire and Pretoria and that was fun um so yeah Friday nights Saturdays we play like festivals and things like that Sundays, beer house, markets, things like that. It's awesome. Yeah, that's where I've seen you is at the markets yeah. and stuff. And how would you explain your type of music? Because you're saying that your music is more daytime vibes. Yes, it's um, well, it's like folk, like indie folk music. Um, and Kirsten wrote this up on our biography. It's indie folk music with a touch of spice. So, indie folk music with a <laughs> touch of spice. <laughs> That is what they call it. Um, that's very, very flippin' cool, man. Are you going to so be, much. are you going to be releasing an album anytime soon? Well, we've got, um, two EPs out. One we released in 2015. It's called Ghosts. Um, uh, yeah, that, um, that I, I can hear you playing something from that EP. I'm so, I'm sorry. <laughs> Multitasking, like well, I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm trying to get the, 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 this desk is not working for me today. So I don't even know if you can. And, uh, we released an EP last year as well. It's called Fiction and Folktale. Um, that one seems to do, uh, seems to be doing really well. Um, and hopefully this year we can do something along the lines as well. We want to drop an album, as we said earlier in the previous show. Um, we spoke to our producer about it, um, Mike Wright. He, he also said that EP is the way to go for now. Um, people or people don't really have a large attention span for albums anymore. So, um, it's a, it's a future thing. Well, this is uh, what I know about music is scary, but, um, I'm like a Chappies rapper. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> I pick up things and for the internationals they're like what is it chappies what is that even <laughs> so in South Africa we used to have these yellow um, bubble gum gum uh, chewing gum and it's called the chappie and the inside of your chappie was a Google paper Did because it had know? like six <laughs> did you know things yes. and the, the most random facts ever <laughs> so what I kind of know about music is the reason that albums are approximately 13, 14 songs mm. is because they used to get recorded onto the vinyls and the vinyls could only hold like six songs six songs on either yes. side so and and each song, the groove or however it worked, could only do like a three-minute structure yeah. or whatever what? it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's this where, is insane. That's where it all comes from, and and it, and we've just sort of carried it into the future. Even though we're living in the digital age and times have completely changed, um, artists are still doing like three, three and a half minute yeah. songs, and uh, and it's usually about twelve songs, thirteen songs on an album. You could, if you wanted to, you could release like Beyonce released an album with like thirty songs. She was like, "I'm doing it. I'm in. It's cool. going." <laughs> I don't think that's uh-uh. the way either. No. I don't and think that's the way either. I heard this morning that they're actually scrapping MP3, MP4 because people are streaming. It's it's not the MP, the guys that did... Yeah, yeah, like that... that ver- yes, it's non-existent. I would love They've to see scrapped the, it now. I'd love to see this yeah. life that's cycle insane. of like... They've um, scrapped MP. What's it called? A cassette to... to no, it's all vinyl to cassette to cassette to DVD to DVD yes. to MP3 yeah. MP3 to what? Yeah. Like a change. Vinyl again. <laughs> Going back to vinyl. <laughs> Going back to old school. Um, 
Now, where was I going with this? Oh, so I believe um, you're right. Technology, if you think of someone on Twitter, mm. they've got a three-second attention span. Yes. As you swipe up, you pick up something that you either, yes. you scan, you yeah. skim. You're like, oh, that's interesting or it's not. Let me swipe again. Let me swipe again. Let me swipe again. Yeah, exactly. Until something catches your attention. So I think from your perspective, entertainment, music, that industry, for you to be a thought leader... Yeah. You are. And to be doing something like that where you go, cool, I'm going to put out three, four, five songs. Um, people will get to know me and then they'll wait for my next three, four, yeah, five exactly. songs. Yeah, that, exactly. That whole six song concept, then you just keep people wanting more. So you release six songs, they're like, oh, it's not enough. And then they want to get the next one. So it's a cool sales technique, I guess. <laughs> sales technique and he's making it work. Um, my producer's busy shouting. You've shouted She's at doing me a dance. the whole show. Are you and I are not friends anymore. We're not friends Now anymore. she's laughing. Now she's laughing at She's me. dancing at us. She, she's going, wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap If you could she's, see me now. She's like doing a, a little cowgirl dance in the window. <laughs> That's actually quite funny. Yeah. All right, Jerry, um, first, where can we find your music? Um, you can find it on iTunes, Apple Music, Deezer, Google Music as well. Um, we do sell our CDs at shows. Um, you can also find a lot of our stuff on SoundCloud. Um, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. Instagram, it's Jerry and the Bandits, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is at JATB Music, and we've got a website, www.jerryandthebandits.com as well. It's that easy to get hold of him. We're going to put all these links up online as well so that you can hear uh, about Jerry and the Bandits. Before we let you go, uh, where can we see you this weekend? This weekend, we're playing at a folk festival. Um I'm not too sure where it is. Kirsten knows. She's the details girl. No, no, but also, that's that's very folk-like. Like, he's not a fake folk person. A a real folk person wouldn't have no idea where they go. They just go. They just go. So, yeah, it's this Saturday. Uh, We're playing with cool bands like Georgetown and Bad Peter. You can check it out on Facebook and then, yeah, come through. It's that simple. I cannot believe that the hour's over. I'm turning your mic off. Don't go anywhere because we need to take photos. Um, We're done. I love the show. It's so nice to have you back. I'm only back for a bit, eh? Oh, dear. And then I leave again. Oh, no. I need to go on another trip. Why are you doing this to us? Well, this year We get separation anxiety. No, you do. And you everybody do. else. Come on. Um, I, this year is all about travel. Uh, I need to figure out how to do my shows while, like, you're here um, and I'm there. On, on the run. It's just that the time is a little bit crazy. No, I no. mean, our show that yes. we were meant to do last mm-hmm. week, I was a kilometer in the sky on a hot air balloon. How would I have done that? That is so amazing. It was. I was. I, I, show, what show? It's so amazing. I'm up here. Hey, guys. I was scared. I've, I've never been so that scared is in my incredibly life. I have beautiful. vertigo. And I was on this hot air balloon. And the only thing I could think, because the guy was like, we're going higher. We're going higher. We're going higher. I pissed him off. And I think that's oh. why he went high. I called him a balloon driver. A balloon driver. He's a pilot. Um, but he was pulling this, this fire to make it. And he was like, <laughs> we're going higher. We're going higher. And that's why he went high. We went a kilometer oh. above the world. Oh, and, uh, what? And all I could think was, when last did they check this basket that it's not going to like, <laughs> like a hole or let me fall? I just, you know, it's vertigo. But I did enjoy it. I had my camera out and I videoed and I took photos and it was incredible. So beautiful. You need to go to Cappadocia. Also, I'm going to put a link because we got really cool rates. Uh, you've tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central and we spent the show chatting about a bunch of good stuff. The good stuff is proudly brought to you by Brand South Africa's Play Your Part Initiative. Brand South Africa, inspiring new ways. I should do voiceover stuff. Of course. If you want to play your part and get involved or know someone who does, visit www.brandsouthafrica.com for more info. South Africa, inspiring new ways. We need to stay motivated. We need to inspire others. We're in this together. We need to get through all of this together. If we stay together, we will.
That didn't come out right. No. Every day, every Tuesday, I leave you with a quote that you can take with you. Hopefully, it inspires you. You're not feeling too lacquer. I'm here to make you feel a little bit better about life. I hope you find true meaning, contentment, and passion in your life. I hope you navigate the difficult times and come out with greater strength and resolve. I hope you find whatever balance you seek with your eyes wide open. And I hope that you, yes, you, have the ambition to lean in to every opportunity and run your world. Because the world needs you, and you have the power to make every day a good day. Are you literally just taking over here? The producer's kicking me out. Uh, that's the good stuff for this week. If you want to catch up with any of the other shows or check out what's going on, visit www.cliffcentral.com or goodthingsguy.com. Kerry, that's us. It's a wrap. I'm leaning in. I'm leaning in. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, and only good things. Cliffcentral.com.